Hello! Welcome back to another exciting episode of Bevelations, Cocktails, and Conversations with Philly's Most Fabulous. It is Bev. Welcome! We have such an exciting, fun episode for you all this week. This week we are joined by one of my gal pals from Rehoboth, uh, kind of the HBIC down there, uh, Magnolia Applebottom. We've known each other for years. Uh, We have a fun little kiki with her and Jeremiah. If you're not subscribing to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We will be releasing content every week during the quarantine to give you all something to listen to. Get your mind off of the bullshit that's going on outside your door. Uh, As always, if you enjoy the podcast and want to throw a dollar or two my way, you can do so at It's Bev Bitch on Venmo. And um, yeah, otherwise sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode of Bevelation. Oh my gosh, we're back with another exciting episode. We're trying a brand new technical setup today. We're doing this over Zoom because I'm tired of the bullshit with the previous recording setup. Hello, it's me, Bev. As always, I'm joined by my cohort in crime sometimes known as Veronica, sometimes known as Jatemish, usually known as Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We have video this time, so we're not used to to seeing each other. Now we have video. Now you can't, like, pick your nose. I brushed my teeth just for this. (laughs) Perfect. I was looking at your gums, so good for you. Healthy gym. Speaking of terrible um, hygiene, we have a guest coming to us all the way, all the way from the the shutdown beaches of Rehoboth, Delaware. The one, the only, thank God America. It's Magnolia Applebottom. Hi, Bev. Oh my gosh. I actually did shower you. You both pulled out all the stops today, brushing your teeth and showering. My God. I got an appointment just for the occasion. <laughs> I got a permanent just. I'm very excited because they have finally reopened Starbucks uh, in Philly, like city limits. For the longest time, they were all closed because they had to be ones that had drive-throughs. But now um, they're letting you. Now they're letting you like order ahead, and then you go stand outside and wait, and they bring you your drink. So I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying well, a, lovely, um, a lovely ice chai that I've been deprived of for the last few weeks. So it's I'm, a good day for well, me. That's not the widest problem I've ever heard of. <laughs> I, I was, that was a very Karen thing of me to say, so I apologize. At least, at least I'm on brand. So, um, so hi, Magnolia. Are you an avid I'm, listener of the podcast? Probably not. Um, uh, I'm not, <laughs> but it's not, it's not anything against you. Like I don't listen to podcasts much like at all, That's but cool. I've just recently started listening to, um, well, they put them on YouTube, uh, Bob, uh, the drag queen and Monet exchange yeah, 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 sibling rivalry. Cool. Yeah. Um, really I think they say a lot of, uh, enlightening things and I like their, uh, commentary about like the whole Sherry pie thing. And I thought it was yeah uh, helpful for other drag fans to like listen to like about that drama yeah um, they have a really yeah. good one willem and alaska have one called race Chaser. oh that's, yeah they do that yeah that's really good for that too i listen to that um do you know who meatball is from dragula yeah her yeah. and um a gay rapper named big dipper have one that's called uh sloppy seconds that's really good but yeah uh, so this is my humble little shit show um 
I love it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for thank you for being here. So how's Delaware? It's still standing. It's That's still here. Cool. Um, oh my gosh! As of recently, because I've been watching a lot of TV, I didn't realize that people like shit on Delaware so much. <laughs> Like I was watching a movie on Netflix the other day and it was like this guy like getting he was like tied up in the chair and he's like, I won't I won't rat on you, I won't rat on you, I'll move to Delaware. And they're like, move to Delaware, who moves to Delaware? I'm like, I how dare you. Like I moved to Delaware. <laughs> when I was a kid, I only knew of Delaware. Do you remember in Wayne's World, the movie Wayne's World where they're yeah. like, doing like the green screen thing and they're like, Okie pokey, I'm in Texas. Oh, Cowabunga, dude, we're in California. And then it's like just a, a solid backdrop. They're like, hi. I'm in Delaware. Yeah, why, why are people shitting on Delaware so much? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, where you are in Delaware is nice. I've been to some shitholes in Delaware, but also... Yeah. Um, Rehoboth is a nice little bubble. I mean, there's shitholes everywhere. I'm from fucking Maryland, which has its... its, its oh, well, me too. I just moved. I'm from Maryland as well. I'm from Maryland Salisbury. From? Salisbury, Maryland. Why have we never talked about... We might have while we were both drunk. I don't remember. Probably. We drink bad. That's fun. I'm from... <laughs> As usual, Jeremiah's not saying a single word. <laughs> I'm so not from Maryland. I'm from you're Phoenix. Doing I'm from the such desert. A good job as a co-hostess. Um, well, that's fun. When did you move to uh, When did you move to Delaware? Uh, well, I've been coming to like Rehoboth uh, ever since I was a teenager. I used to sneak into the drag shows, especially uh, Purple Parrot. I used to sneak in there. Sorry, Hugh, if you're ever listened to Bev's podcast. Um, I have a very widespread reach. So. Um, there are fives of people that you listen never know. to this podcast. <laughs> fives and fives of people. There are fives and fives of people. So. Um, but yeah, I used to sneak into the drag shows. I even snuck into the Blue Moon once to see the drag show. Um, so I actually knew of Roxy and Isabella and all these people before I was their friends. And um, I moved to Rehoboth in 2015. And I, I had a house, a little apartment downtown on Hickman Street. And I lived there for a year. And that was the best time. I could walk to work. Yeah. Catch the boys coming off the beach. Walk right by my house. Just, it, it was nice. And where did are you? you good times. Did you start like immediately in drag when you moved? Or did that kind of take uh, like a building up? Like you would start like being featured in shows? Or, like how did that journey start for you? Uh, so I moved to Rehoboth because um, Cachetta had unfortunately passed away uh, that March and they asked me to, I was already uh, DJing and a cast member at the news. So I was doing a Friday and Saturday night shows plus DJing. So I was driving back and forth from Salisbury to Rehoboth, which was like an hour, 15 minutes, like each way. And um, they asked me to take over the game show. It was games with Cachetta, which is like a family feud style. Uh, game show that I do and I was like you know what I'm not I can't keep driving especially during the summer like I can't keep driving all that distance five days a week especially in traffic and like it would take me two hours to get to work and plus you're drinking and that's never good to right yeah your professional beverage free and then get inside a fucking car yeah not smart not smart uh, so I had some friends help me actually um, Mona Lotz who was the host of the shows at the Blue Moon at the time, she was living in the apartment that I moved into. And she's like, well, girl, I'm moving out. Like, I'll talk to the landlord, maybe you can move in. And it literally fell right into my lap and she moved out and I moved in. So That's awesome. she really helped me. Uh, so let's back it up settled. a little bit before drag. So um, you grew up in Salisbury. Did you go to school out there? 
Yeah, I went to, um, if you want, how far back you want to go, like high school? Like I went to Mandela. I don't need to know about pre, I don't need to know about (laughs) pre-K. When I was a wee black, anyway. um, I went to Mother of the Sacred Heart Christian Academy. No. Yeah, the nuns with the rulers and the slapping. Uh, No, I went to Mardella Middle and High School. It's uh, Wicomico County. It's the, there are four high schools in Wicomico County, but Wicomico County forgets that Mardella is there. But um, it's a very, I don't know, conservative. It's a middle and high school. So I was there for seven years, sixth through 12th grade. So you graduated. Um, That's good. I did. I got my uh, high school diploma and all that. And then I went to New York City so, for you me as a GED kind of girl, but that's fine. Oh, oh wow! I'm going to get hate mail for that one. Anyways, <laughs> from all five listeners, exactly. <laughs> all what five of them, right <laughs> in. Cesario is going to be very mad. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's one. That's one of our big fans. Um, but I went to uh, I went. I did community college, and then I went to New York City for a year. I went to Marymount Manhattan College in Manhattan. And that's where I started drag. And then I moved back and I went to Salisbury University <clears throat> and I graduated uh, Salisbury University in 2014. What did you go to school for? In New York, it was for uh, musical theater. And then when I transferred back to Salisbury, I did a communication media studies with a minor in musical theater. So, You're a theater gal, what what were some of the big roles that you played? Well, in high school, I was the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz, you know, the gay one. No, and of course. Uh, I, I was Prince Charming, Prince Oh So Charming. I was such a diva. Like I had I had five scenes, I think, in the whole show, and I had to make sure I had five different costumes to wear. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> about right. And they're now all upstairs at the Blue Moon, so that's exciting. Yeah, there you go. Cinderella was my beard. And um then I was the lead in All Shook Up with Community Players of Salisbury. It was like an Elvis-y yeah. rock show. Uh, I did a play called Foxfire. I did Angel in Rent. That's kind of how the whole drag thing got started. You're very Latino, so that's good. Very, well, I mean, it's Salisbury. <laughs> <laughs> I did a production in, in, in Baltimore City of Thoroughly Modern Millie, but we didn't have any Asian people, so I had to be Ching Ho, the Chinese slave. Oh my gosh. Would never fly. <laughs> no, you cannot do that. back in like 2005. That would never fly in uh, no. 2020. I love that we're speaking about like the early aughts as if it was like 1932. That was 15 years ago. Like, Thoroughly Modern of- Millie, for those who know it, has like one of the most racially offensive, like, there are, normally it's played with two actual Asian people, but then there's a white woman who pretends to be Asian the entire time and like speaks with the stereotypical like L to R. I'm not gonna imitate it, but she speaks with the stereotypical Asian. It's very, it would not fly in current uh, political correct times. But anyway. Not all our age as well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And my white ass as Ching Ho, the Chinese slave was not something that I, I put keep on the resume. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah. Don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> so my, then, my, so, go ahead. Keep going. Oh, Mike Collins was he was a white guy because the guy who was supposed to play Collins uh, was uncomfortable with the show. I guess he didn't realize what Rent was about, and he said, uh, "I have to kiss a guy that I'm out." He didn't want to so, catch gay. He didn't want to catch the gay. He wanted all this angel. 
<laughs> I couldn't handle it. Well, you are very convincing as a woman when you're in <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Two realistic so, beauties so, here. Um, We'll get there, but um, so <laughs> when I was gonna, you sent me like this shady photo. We'll get there. Um, oh yeah. So, <laughs> so when like did theater lead you to drag? You said that's kind of how it happened for me too. Yeah, I did. Um, before I it was like the few months right before I moved to New York, I did rent, and so I kind of had the bug. I was, I thought I was everything. I mean, I was like very angel. Like I made my own costumes for that show because I wanted to be as accurate as possible. You didn't buy a Santa and costume off of, off of the internet or from Target? Like, I made you know? it. I went, think I went to Old Navy and like <laughs> cut, up, cut up this red coat and then went to like Joann's and hot glued white fur onto the, to make it. It was, because you can't just buy like a Santa coat like that. Yeah. Um, so I made that, but that's where I got the bug. But then when I went to New York, the dorm rooms for Marymount Manhattan are literally a block away from Lips. I could see Lips restaurant from my dorm room. Yeah. And I met a few drag queens. It was Roxy Brooks, who, I mean, she performs in yep. uh, Florida yeah. and yeah. And I met her and she was like, I had pictures of Magnolia because I had gotten on like the YouTube train and started making these uh, videos for Magnolia. And Magnolia was very much like a, Dana Carvey church lady type character. So I would just do like these little testimonial videos. They're really dumb. And I was like, oh, I have a character and I'm looking at like fabulous Roxy Brooke. She's like, yeah, okay. And then she <laughs> told me one night, she's like, okay, it's a character, it's cute. <coughs> and she goes, well, well we're, we're going out tonight after work if you want to come, like get in drag. I was like, okay. And I rushed to Goodwill and found a wig and I had the glasses and it, it still had like the flower and the glasses like that I always wear and this ugly ass cream dress with a black bra showing and black uh, fishnets and black, it, it, nothing went. And- um, <laughs> Madonna of you. <laughs> yeah, it was very. And we went to Boots and Saddle, that's where she was working. And oh, there was a, a drag karaoke and there was, I don't remember her name, but she was singing, she was on stage singing and it was very rude of me. I, of course, I, this is before like I was, a drinker or before I had any type of alcohol experience or any type of tolerance. And, you know, they gave me shots and I'm feeling my oats, my fantasy. And I'm like lip syncing next to the stage where this drag queen is singing live. And she goes, you think you can sing this better bitch? And I said, yes. And I, <laughs> she handed me the mic and I got on stage and finished the rest of the song. What was the and, song? And I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, was First of all, a, it's very was rude. Was she a Caucasian queen as well? No. So you tried to, uh, okay. Just making... I'm telling you, this is before I started drinking. They're like, here, Magnolia, like, here's your uh, tequila shot. So I'm feeling no pain at this point. Perfect. Perfect. So, but like seeing like my ugly behind up there singing that, and the Lord knows what I did, but I got off the stage and this big man in a leather jacket came to me. I was like, I'm getting kicked out of here. Like, it's over for me. And he said, what's your name? Like, Magnolia. I thought he was like, going to ask me. I think I was even 20 at this time. I wasn't even allowed in the bar. And he said, what's your name, Magnolia? And he was like, uh, do you want to come back next week? I was like, uh, sure. So I started doing some shows with Roxy there. And I helped host like one of their uh, drag benefits. And I was there like once a week for a little bit. Like, oh, wow. It was crazy. And then I moved back here. And luckily, 
Tara Austin. She used to host the Purple Parrot uh, drag shows. I probably sent her like a million Facebook messages and she gave me a gig. She said she didn't say come do the amateur show. She just gave me a gig and said come do this show. And uh, she gave me the opportunity to like prove myself in her hope. So it's all her fault. <laughs> so, you, Matt, go ahead, Jeremiah. Have you always been Magnolia Apple Bottom or was it Magnolia into Magnolia Apple Bottom? Was it something completely different when you first started? Like, what was, what was the name progression? Well, when I was younger, you know, like when I first started seeing drag shows in Rehoboth and uh, Drag Race started becoming a thing, I think like season one and two, like I wanted to be like that dancing queen. You know how like they all start, like the hair flips and all this. And my real first name that I ever picked for myself was Jennifer Craze. Jennifer what? Jennifer Craze. C-R-A-Z-E. Jennifer Craze. Okay. And I, like, first of all, I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do any dancing. Like, two left feet, hardcore. Like, so I don't know what I was thinking. And I have pictures, like, old pictures of me thinking I am beautiful. I'm, like, the fishiest thing ever. I'm, like, girl, stop. Um, but then I started doing, like, these characters, like I said, like, on YouTube. And Magnolia was... Um, this has always been it, like right after that. Like I just knew like that fit better. I think lucky, luckily for me, I learned early on that the dancing and the death drops, so, like that's not my thing. And maybe I should stick to being funny and campy and let's work that route. Well, the whole drag race of it all has like all these younger new queens think that that's required because that's all that they really see on TV. It's really funny when we right. do like when we do brunches at the punchline and we'll get like a little like we've had little like younger kids because it's all ages. We've had like younger, like young, young kids all like come in drag or like they're kind of like gender fluid or whatever. And we bring them up on stage and we do like a fun little lip sync and they're always just like death drop, shablam, cartwheel, split. It's just yeah. like what the fuck? Like that's, that's, they, it's, they all think now that that's like the only way that you can do drag. Yeah, what Sherry Vine said, she has said before, like a split is not a show. Like there are, and I'm not like knocking girls down that do that because I can't do it. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm entertained by it. Um, see, now you're gonna get hate mail. Uh, it's nothing I haven't said on here before, and I like. I think I might have said it because you guest judged Amateur Drag Night, one of the shows that I do here, <laughs> and it's like a lot of a lot of those younger queens do that as well. And like I know one month we had like one queen who did like fifteen death drops in a three minute number, and after like the first three, we're like, okay, sweetheart, we get it, you can do that, but like there has to be something else. Like she you dipping your hair, hair around and then falling into a Shangela Shablam is not gonna cut it for a four minute number. Like you got. And first of all, like I want to see Shangela do the Shablam because I've never seen anybody move like that. Like she's the one that needs to be doing Shablaming all the time. And she does like, it strategically. It's not fourteen times in in a row. Right, 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 right. Oh my god, I remember that night when I was the guest judge and I talked about myself the entire night. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that night because I was sitting well, right next to you. We'll Wait get there. We'll get there. So, um, so obviously, everything the drinks are strong. <laughs> you were very verbose. I liked it. Um, so, obviously, everything is shut down now uh, with all of this bullshit. But um, how many nights a week do you normally work when you're when everything is like up and running? Because you're you're like 
gigging, 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 gigging. Yeah, I'm always like at the moon, but uh, only five to six. In the summertime, sometimes six. Um, but in a normal week, uh, about four to five, I do uh, pretty much everything there. I host a bingo with Roxy, um, karaoke sometimes, like during the summer, uh, host and book the drag shows on Friday. I'm in the legend show on Saturday. And then I have my uh, climax cabaret show on Sunday nights. And during the summer we have games with Magnolia. So yeah, I'm there like five, six times a week during the summer. And it's not including like private gigs and appearances or whatever. Like it's so weird, like being saying that I'm from Delaware and cause you wouldn't think like Delaware is, has like all this drag, but it, this part of the town or part, this part of the state it right. really does so uh, right. but yeah five to six days a week but um, solid so you're predominantly at the blue moon um mm -hmm. i have only been to rehoboth the last few years but i had kind of heard rumblings that there's kind of like factions like i like are there's like other bar girls that like aren't allowed to work at other bars or this kind of like a sharks and jets situation. Is there any truth to that? Or is that just like, no, not at all. Um, maybe like in the past, like before me, but I've had nothing but an amazing experience since I started or uh, since I was put on cast at the moon. Boo. But there, it's, but it's not like Boo a big drama. city. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> But you're being very miscongeniality with it. It's fine. I know, but like I'm not lying though. It's I know. It's a small town. It's a small group of girls. Uh, and Roxy can even tell you who I, uh, Roxy Overbrook, who I booked the shows with uh, for Friday nights. It's a small group of girls. There's not many local queens, so we all have to work at the same places. So yeah. like if I get a girl from Philly or DC, like they cancel at the last minute. I got to call one of these local girls. So I can't have a girl that's not allowed to work at this bar because of whatever. Um, but it's a very tight sisterhood around here. Um, and we, I mean, I perform at the pair. We do, we do a uh, ghoulies drag brunch. There's another uh, drag brunch starting uh, at shrimpies. Um, so, I mean, we all overlap and work at different places and we all help promote each other the best we can. So I know that's not the, uh, I've I've always wondered. I know <laughs> the that, story, like, but yeah, you've always like you guys have always been. I I had heard from other queens in Philly that had gone down to do shows at like the Parrot, where it was very like if you didn't do like dancing and bucking and all that kind of stuff. Like what I was basically kind of told, like they're not going to go for your kind of drag there because it's very just like pussycat dolls pop that kind of stuff and so i like didn't really try to pursue anything for years it wasn't until you and i kind of became friendly that i was like oh can i try to like work down there because i just didn't think that obviously i knew you worked there but i didn't i just figured that like you were an anomaly in regards to like because drag is so regional and like especially like baltimore and dc if you're not wearing a dance costume and throwing right. yourself on the ground you're not doing drag right yeah no it's it's never been like that and like well you know there are places that every place has a different set of rules of like what they want for uh the show right. like the what tim our owner at the blue moon wants is a lot different than what the parrot wow. show is just because of atmosphere i've, I mean, you know I've been given restrictions yeah yes and like it i know it's weird to say um 
hey, uh, you can't do this number because it's seven minutes long. But Tim, our owner, he wants the show to be yeah. uh, a certain length. Like he wants it to be like an hour and two minutes, like tops. This is because of the, the attention span of the people. But like the parrot, I mean, that show can go on all night long. Yeah. It's just a different rule, different atmosphere and uh, <coughs> stuff like that. But there, there's no queens that like aren't allowed to work in different places. Actually, it's only the queens that have messed up and not have, have not been professional and have gotten messy that we're like, mm, maybe you shouldn't come back. But, right. um, but that's everywhere. It's not anything special with Rehoboth. Oh, yeah. With that, with that being like a small, like tight knit circle of girls, does that kind of like weed some folks out? Like, let's say somebody comes into that group and they're not like at the professional level. And I'm not talking about like new versus veteran, but just like they're not at that level. Will they kind of just kind of be slowly shown the door or like do y'all try and help fix whatever's going on? Or like, I, I, uh, how does that work? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, without saying any names, I'm not, I'm not saying names, but I want names. If any, is that the drinking sound effect? That's what I use for my show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, any of our girl listening to this, like knows who I'm talking about. It's a tight sisterhood. So when you start acting up and making bad decisions we were going to be like hey girl what, what, what are you doing why are you doing that uh do you want to show up for this gig this is your second no call no show um are you okay like what's going on do you need help do you do you need uh venmo use some money like what's going on but then when you make bad choices and you stop being professional and stop showing up to work and uh maybe get accused of stealing things then that's that's messy and that's not uh how we're gonna work and we're not gonna have you around to work anymore and it's nothing personal but until you get your shit together uh and prove yourself then you can come back but it's kind of like a survivor thing just kind of yeah you got you got voted out the island what you are the weakest link goodbye oh yeah so um, just to quickly mention, and then we're going to take a break. Um, you mentioned Roxy, your like partner in crime. She, not like famously, but like she was like, for all of us, are, she was pretty sick with COVID for a while. She's doing better. Yeah, right? it was, oh my gosh. Uh, the first few weeks of lockdown, she went into the hospital and tested positive. And it was scary for us because we weren't getting a lot of information yeah. And we, we didn't even know that she was, like, on the ventilator. So we, like, we didn't hear anything for, like, a week. Like, we didn't know what was going on. Um, but, yeah, super, super scary stuff. And she was really sick. But uh, the miracle and the uh, soldier that she is is, like, their miracle story. Like, she's recovered. She's negative now. She's um, recovering at home. And she's doing really well. So I'm super happy for her. And but she's back. And posted a video of her being released. With oh, yeah, like leaving all the, the hospital. people outside waving. Oh my god! If you want to fucking cry your eyes out, even if you don't know this person, like just like watching this whole like facilities worth of staff outside like clapping and waving that this yeah. person recovered and was like leaving healthy. It was just like. Like Blue Moon's page. What uh, it was? It's posted on a uh, BB and um, your hometown like WBAL did a story on it and like oh, she's yeah. been getting like a lot of interviews and stuff. Like I mean, it's great because people need to know about this. But the part of the video where he's in the wheelchair and like he turns the corner and he sees all the healthcare workers outside clapping and applauding him and cheering for him. And he just like 
bends over in the wheelchair and you can see like him sobbing you see his chest move like i lose it every time i have to stop watching it because cannot keep the tears from going down my face but yeah miracle story i'm so happy for him and awesome. um can't wait to see him soon and get back on stage with him so yeah he's doing really really well yay Good. Yeah. Hey kids, well since we're very fancy and famous now and we actually have a corporate sponsor, ooh, ooh. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Oh hello you. Do you love wine as much as I do? Of course you do. Well not only is Bev a gorgeous, amazing, hilarious drag queen, it's also a delicious line of wines. Bev Wines is a California-based wine company focused on female empowerment in business and beyond. From their female winemaker to their female CEO and founder, Bev is a brand that fully embodies this mantra. They ship their wine nationwide, which is especially convenient during the COVID shutdown. No need to cross state lines or wait outside of a Jersey liquor store like I may or may not have done a few times. Go to drinkbev.com and use promo code BEVLOVESBEV for a 20% discount on all products. All online profits during the nationwide restaurant closure will be donated to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. Look out for LGBTQIA initiatives on their social media coming up in June, just in time for Pride Month. You can follow them on Instagram at their official account, DrinkBev. Again, go to DrinkBev.com and use code BEVLOVESBEV for a 20% discount and have a drink on me, honey. And we're back. Yay. Hi. Hi. We didn't lose anyone. That's exciting. We are all here. We're all, we're here. all in we're this all... together. Thank, thank you for that. That's going to be stuck in my head all fucking day now. Oh, good. So, <laughs> as usual, we have some um, listener questions. Not a lot. So, we'll do these now. Just do some generic questions. Um, a lot of them are drag race related. What are you thinking of this current season of drag race? That's not one of the questions, but a lot of these questions are drag race related. So we'll see. You know what? This is awful. But um, when the bars were still open, and I know like episodes come on on Friday night when I'm working, but I was just kind of like, you know what? After years of auditioning and like you don't make it, I'm just like, ah, I'm not going to watch it and sit there and get mad. Like, oh, I would have done this. I would have done that. So I was like, I'm not going to watch this season. And now that I'm stuck at home, I was like, well, I might as well start watching it. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's okay. And but I just really feel bad about the girls in general, just because the Sherry Pie thing, like their seasons kind of like got that reputation now. And then the fact like this is when they're supposed to be going out to like viewing right. parties and that's, that's what's making their money. And they can't they can't even travel and get gigs. And so yeah. their whole experience and because the race really is after you've been on the show. Yeah. And they can't even do that. So I feel bad for them yeah. in that it's regard. Like, it was like a double whammy. First, the whole sherry pie of it all put a cloud on everything. And then, yeah, then all of yeah. it was, like, just dried up. Yeah, I think one of the things that I, bothers me about the whole sherry pie is the people who did the work for her for, like, costumes, hair, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. like, the, like, the off-screen talent that helped out. Like, they're getting cut out of the, the, the bag, too. Yeah, because yeah, her looks are amazing because her costume designer is really good. So um, our, our super fan, uh, Drag King Cesario, uh, asked, what is the worst Snatch Game performance on Drag Race? Ooh. Um, well, it was probably this season with uh, Aiden I think, Zane. I, I think, yeah. I think I was going to say, I don't think they meant season. I think they meant a person. Yeah, Aiden Zane was pretty bad. 
and that bitch, the bitch who, the bitch who, who she played, like, <laughs> I've never I seen, like, yeah. I've never seen a celebrity, like, come so actively <laughs> for, for the person, like, I'll say who mine was, but, um, Jeremiah, your, your opinion? Uh, for this season, I would say I was not a fan of Widow. Yeah. I was going to say, I think collectively, I think Gia Gunn has done the worst Snatch Game characters, and she did them twice. Like, she was Kim Kardashian the first time on season six, and that was terrible because she, like, changed last minute. And then she did that. I don't even remember the woman's name. She was, like, Cardi B's nail tech on All Stars and was horrible and, like, fucked with Latrice the entire time to where Latrice was just, like, ready to, like, smack her. So I don't know. Trixie's Rue was really bad. Yeah, that was really bad. Um, I'll remember uh, Fifi O'Hara as Lady Gaga and and Kenya Michaels as Beyonce, where she like pretended to be on drugs and fell out. Anyone who's done Beyonce has been bad. Uh, Asia O'Hara was bad. Ta- uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, not Tatiana. Tyra was was bad. Just how did you feel about how did as? As Delaware's first and foremost uh, Celine Dion impersonator, how did you feel about how did you feel about Brooklyn Heights's uh, Celine Dion last season? Uh, merci for that question. Um, <laughs> thank you uh, very much. I have done every audition that I've done for such a character. I've always done Celine Dion, like yeah, every audition tape I've sent in. Um, so the fact that she said she was going to do it, I was like, damn it. I was like, all right, but she can pull it. She's from Canada. She's probably got the accent down. So it was just very lackluster. Like Celine is nuts. Yeah. Like there's so much, like just start doing riffs or something. Like, it was very lackluster, but, um, I think I even got like so mad. I posted like my clip of me doing my Celine audition and I posted it to like Facebook. Like, this is how you do it. Like very cocky. But um, but that's appropriate for you. Well, and you saw yeah. you saw <laughs> in Philly, right? And you dressed up with her, and they put you on the jumbotron, right? Yeah, uh huh. I actually met her stylist there. These guys walked by, and they're like, "You look beautiful." I was like, "Thank you." And then he came and tapped me on my shoulder. He goes, "Can I get a picture with you?" I was like, "Sure." He's like, "I'm actually Celine's stylist. I'm going to show this to Celine." And I, uh, I just shit right there. I was going to say you and pants right there. You just I did popped your tuck, peed your pants. It was all there. He's like, did you make this? I was like, um, no, Thatchwork Designs made this dress. I was like, but we put the rhinestones and flowers on it. I was like, my friend did my hair and makeup. And I couldn't even talk. I was like, so am I going to like go backstage and meet her? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, honey, you're the 9,000th drag queen she's seen dress up. Before. No, you're good. But, um, um, well, since okay. you kind of already said it, but Prince Butterscotch said, when you two get on Drag Race, ha ha. Who would you impersonate on Snatch Game? Uh, I would impersonate Obviously, Jeremiah, Prince Butterscotch. Talking, Jeremiah, they're talking to you when you get on Drag Race. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because my drag is so fantastic. Um, I would shoot for, like, something random, like a presidential first lady. Like, not Melania, but, like, a Laura Bush or something. Or um, just, be like, just be like Martha Washington. Right. No one, no one knows who the fuck, what Martha Washington sounded like. I'd be like... <laughs> Hello, I'm Lady Bird Johnson. You did like you come in like a Dior suit, like fabulous hair. Hello, I'm Martha Washington. You may not see me or remember me from the history books because what? I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I actually did Nancy Pelosi for my audition this year. That's good. 
and it was right after the whole um that and the, the same white suit as celine so that's good you got it you got your bang for your buck <laughs> switch them out yeah and if i did like uh i did nancy it was right after like the little hand clap and the um but i made her after the uh impeachment thing like i made her kind of like the catch me outside girl like towards trump yeah so i made her one to like fight trump and i thought it was funny but apparently they yeah. do not. So. <laughs> um, I've done a bunch of them over a few years. The one I always lean into that I would actually do if I ever got on the show is Elaine Stritch. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I've done Elaine Stritch. This last time I did it, I didn't audition for 13, but I did audition for 12. And I did um, Elaine Stritch. I did Bob Ross, the painter, the happy little trees. That's perfect. I did um, Tilda Swinton. And I Ooh. did um, uh, Barbecue Becky, the woman who called the cops on the black people who were having the, bar the barbecue. Oh my God. And I just like was on my cell phone the entire time being like, there's a bald black man with glasses standing right next to me, <laughs> police. So just it was like topical and it was topical in the moment. But why don't you do the uh, just, like fall asleep? <laughs> what? Be RBG and just fall asleep to every question. I've, I do. I did. R, I did. I've done RBG before. I did her as actually to host the viewing party for um, Snatch Game this time. I feel like now there's going to be five thousand Carol Baskins. Oh my gosh! Yeah, or Joe Exotic. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was a good question. You should um, do the um, girl that. Uh, calm down. Calm down. Oh yeah. yeah uh, what's her, what's her kids, name? Kids Bob what's Karen. They, that's her. Yeah. I've done um, I've done Kellyanne Conway before. I did um, my first time I auditioned again. This is how far back you can, you and me will do this now. And this was before um, uh, what was her name? Cynthia Lee Fontaine did it, but I I did Sofia Vergara because I'm very because oh. I'm very Latina. <laughs> Boop. But well, I um, like the fact that they're doing like male characters now. Like one of my favorites was Little Richard. I think it was. Yeah. Kennedy Davenport did Little Richard. It's one of my favorites, I think, ever. Kennedy Davenport was great. Um, Bender LaCreme was great as Paul Lind, if you knew yeah. who mm -hmm. Paul Lind mm -hmm. was. And I feel like Bob Ross would be like in that same vein where you'd be like in drag, but if you had the afro and like the denim shirt. Like when I did it, I just kept drawing dicks on everything. Like, oh my here's God. the house, here's the tower, here's the fireworks. Like, that's hilarious. Just draw dicks the entire time. Yeah, I did um, Freddie Mercury this year too, like like oh, Buck okay. Teeth in, and because I do him in uh, the Legend Show. Anyway, see there I go, talking about myself. But uh, <laughs> so I have the. That's why you're here. Well do a male yeah. character. Oh. Um, uh, a lot of people just said hi. So hi, Big Ugly. Hi, Alexis Thompson. Hi, Michael Wilt. Uh, our friend Mackenzie Mac Miguel too. Uh, is shady and wrote, who is the first person you'd sleep with in Philly? I'm letting you two answer first. The first well, person I, I would sleep with in Philly? Yeah. Is this like a past question? I don't, I, I don't know. Someone who's kind, caring, and buys me cocktails. Right. Well, that's a flaw. Who have who haven't I slept with in Philly? That's true. You've made your way through a few of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was before I knew they were your friends. Um, 
uh, fine. We'll just skip that question. It was a uh, John Bird was uh, set one of those up. <laughs> uh, and then Cesario you know, asked again, "What is your drink of choice when going out to gay clubs?" Um, you know, I like to start off with a little vodka Red Bull, gives you a little uh, buzz, gives you a little pep in your step. Then I might switch over to a little Rose Kennedy. Do you know what a Rose Kennedy is? Some people don't. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, vodka soda with a splash crown. Yeah. I went to Fort Lauderdale in January and they're like, look at you like you're crazy. What's that? Like, oh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't go crazy. Jatemish? Yeah, I'm usually like a vodka Sprite or a Red Bull. I like to turn it out. I'm an absolute pear and club soda kind of gal. And if they don't have pear, oh. then I can make do with either grapefruit and club soda or just plain vodka and club soda. But, um, or as they call them in DC, apparently they just call them gay waters, which I've started to just refer to a vodka soda as a gay water. Um, they love Tito's. When you said people didn't know what Rose Kennedy's were, it reminded me years and years ago when I worked at the Cheesecake Factory in Baltimore, I had someone Ooh. order. I had someone order a Lindsay Lohan. Do you know what a Lindsay <laughs> Lohan is? Uh, it's a something redhead, with vomit. It's a redheaded slut, but made with coke. Oh my god! I'm like, I'm like <laughs> that funny. I'm certainly not putting that into our cheesecake factory computer system. But <laughs> so since Crazy. we didn't get a lot of a lot, we didn't get a lot of. Um, well, let me put that question real quick. So what's your, so th that was the bar drink of choice. What's your quarantine drink of choice? Same thing. I have plenty uh, of vodka here or I've been making my way through about a dozen boxes of Pinot Grigio. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of wine because I have a lot of wine here because I don't, I look, this is crazy, but I don't drink at home because I just, I feel it's sad to drink by myself, but. Same, same. I'm, I usually don't drink in my house by myself unless what? I What? You are a goddamn liar, Jatemish. Okay, so first of all, no, I'm not. I'm out all the time, so that's why I drink all oh, the time. I, you I are, rarely you... drink at home. True story, Magna, we were at U-Bar one time, and oh. um, it was like, what, like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and like Jeremiah that. walks up to the bar, and the bartender goes, Oh, we're not used to seeing you this early. You're normal. You're normally on our closing shift. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Do you just come here at like one o'clock in the morning and just close the bar every night?" I mean, that, if I'm doing a trivia and then it, like things that happen, it would be yes. I love Tony at U Bar. You were you were the one when we were in London. You would just go to the hotel bar after like I went to bed, and you'd just like drink with the bartender of our hotel. Hey, you know what? That was a nice little hotel. It was a vacation. It was an experience. Of course, I'm going to drink in the nice little, like, uh, uh, sitting room area bar that's, like, covered in velour. Absolutely. So let's, let's dig deep into the vaults. I used to ask all my guests this, and it kind of fell to the wayside. What is your favorite drag experience? Ooh. Um, oh, gosh. Favorite and or best. Which is basically the same thing. I don't know why I clarified. Drag experience? It could be a show. It could be an ex like meeting someone. It could be. You know what? It could I, be working with me for the first time. You know. Have we met? <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, I'm the one without the microphone. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, it was my favorite. That's my favorite drag experience when your mic didn't work. Um. <laughs> I'll tell you what my favorite drag experience is with you in a minute, but keep going. Oh, um, you know what? Like, uh, I do four times a year. I'm at the Milton Theater in Milton, Delaware, and it's 
the shows change all the time. Like I'll do like my game show or I'll do like a cabaret or just a regular drag show. But it's a, whole, it's a bunch of people that come that don't normally come to the bar because the shows start late and it's, this is a seated ticketed show. And just like the experiences that I've had with people, like I've had people come up to me and said their spouse just passed away of cancer and they haven't laughed in months. And I gave them that opportunity to smile and have a good time. And so, them, And you made them feel worse. <laughs> They're like, I gotta get out of here. This is awful. I'm not crying because I'm happy. I'm crying because be this is the worst $20 lawyers. I've ever spent. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyers. Can I have my $20 back, please? But yeah, just being able to like, do my best work there is I think is because I can do whatever I want there. And um, I'm in like, I'm total boss lady. Like I'm, I make all the soundtrack or the sound uh, cues, cues, whatever. And the lighting. And um, so it's probably my best. I was on Real Housewives of Potomac, but I don't think that's my favorite. <laughs> you were? <laughs> The first season of Real Housewives of Potomac, they filmed at the Blue Moon and we put on this fake drag show because they wanted to see a drag show. And they were literally there maybe 30 minutes. And I was like on the preview, I was on Bravo for like three weeks because they kept advertising the episode, but they never played it. It kept getting pushed back. But um, yeah, they were in like the booth for like 30 minutes. And they left and did some fake fight out in the street and left. But, That's fun. Yeah. Tamish, what about you? What's your favorite? Um, so like, I'll break it down. Like my favorite, like drag race, like moment was meeting Shangela at one of the shows. Um, she was just like unexpectedly nice, you know, not, not that I had any expectation, but like her just being super genuine was kind of great. So that made me like, feel like, okay, not everyone here is just like out for fame or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's part of it. But like, she's actually being humble too. Um, I think my favorite performance and, um, uh, this is brown nosing a little bit was doing my makeup tutorial number at bitch fast um because that made me feel like i was like a little bit legitimized in drag because i catch a lot of shit for being like drag husband and all that fun stuff um and i think my favorite like performance like experience um i don't know i just like i enjoy all drag so like i try to take every form in and appreciate it well coincidentally uh, my favorite drag experience I've ever done was actually, and not because of this, but it was actually, I believe, the first time you and I met Magnolia. It was doing the Queens of Comedy show that <laughs> did at Boyer, which was for Mimi I'm first birthday that year. But like, yeah. I had just started drag and I got to work with Jackie Beat, Bianca Del Rio, Sherry Vine, um, Wendy Ho, um, and just like being on the same roster as like these people that I'd grown up idolizing yeah uh, was fucking amazing and you're so shady you sent me a picture <laughs> last week of a photo that you and i took because that was back when i you and i were doing like very similar my drag aesthetic yeah. kind of changed a lot from where it started but like when i started i was doing like the cat glasses mm -hmm. same like um stuff you've kind of you've kept with your aesthetic i've just abandoned it completely but you sent me this picture yeah. and it's blurry as fuck. And you were just like, it's probably good that this is blurry. <laughs> I could just see like, it's very uh, season one filter. It's it very, very blurry. One filter. <laughs> but I don't want to see it any better. I, I need, it needs to stay yeah. blurry. Yeah. So and yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was like the first time I met you and it was the Queens of Comedy. 
Uh, fun fact about that, I never saw the show because uh, my ass got there real early because we were VIP, we were in the VIP section. We got there real early to meet all the queens. I was really excited to get my pictures taken with them. And my friend that brought me there was kept getting me uh, Long Island. Oh God. And I think I was back at the hotel before the show even started. Like oh, I totally blacked oh. out. Like I don't I don't even think I I, I know for a fact I did not see the show. Oh gone. Yeah, oh. but I heard it was great. But <laughs> um and then I, I can't I can't have you here and not tell this story because I it always cracks me up. Um the first time that I worked at the Blue Moon, I'm not gonna name any names, but there was also someone in the show that I think you and I have a similar uh <laughs> not a hatred, but um annoyance toward and this person um threw a hissy fit because they had to follow me and i think wanted <laughs> me to follow them in the lineup and you like fucking lit into this person and then just kept we just kept like making like looks at each other like can you fucking believe this bitch like all night long so that's that's it's normal because that one's that one's a a special special uh yeah yeah you said it (laughs) (laughs) and if anyone's listening you can read between the lines all right so what did i say to her oh my god what what did i say to her i like get sometimes like you were just like this is not your show you this is not you are not the host you don't determine this you i don't know I hate to be boss lady, but sometimes these queens get in there and well, not this, not this particular person thinks because she's won a title or or two that she can throw her weight around, and it's like, well, honey, you you're no, but I I've won some titles too. I've gotten a hell of a lot closer to a national title than that person has. So um, there you go. Well, there's yeah. that. Boom. <laughs> so anywho, as we're wrapping up, and I think it's appropriate because you did guest judge for amateur drag night um, well kind of do we have do you have any advice for any uh fledgling baby performers who might be listening and want the advice of an old wizened crone <laughs> such as yourself <laughs> um as the uh best drag queen in rehoboth uh 2019 uh i just have to say um don't come for my booking uh <laughs> Don't come for my gigs. That's my best advice. Don't come for my gigs. Um, set you on fire. <laughs> just a light dousing of kerosene. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think originality is cute. Like have some type of um, character. Know like what you want to do. There's so many drag babies out there, as you know. I'm sure in Philly, there's like 30 born every day. Well, there's some, um, like, you guys don't really have, like, amateur night or anything like that, do you? Like, open At the Purple night? Parrot, like, they do. They uh, do it, uh, like, once or twice a year at the Purple Parrot, and, um... See, there's literally have... three monthly amateur shows and one weekly amateur show in Philly. So, like, every single week, it seems like there's 14 baby queens. We um, may but, not the paper, but we do have drag queens. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. Um... Uh, my best advice, and I've told other queens this before, when I started doing drag, like, I mean, of course, I thought I was IT it. Like, you couldn't tell me anything. But 
when I started working in Rehoboth, like I know Tara Austin, uh, Roxy, Julia, they would all say things to kind of build me up a little bit. Like they weren't like reading me. They, well, they were, but at the same time they were trying to, <laughs> they were helping Every me. Every like, queen's advice comes with a little bit of a read. Yeah, but they're like, girl, where are your tits? How come you ain't got no tits in? And they're like, no, seriously, like, do you need like boobs? Like they're really small, it doesn't look right. Or your pads need to be bigger here or that is not how, turn your wig this way, it looks better that way. Just like little critiques like that. And like you've learned, but um, take advice from people and don't be too cocky and uh, just be nice to people, I think. I mean, I think there's, I'm sure you get it too, people, for us that do comedy and we're on the mic a lot and host events and we're supposed to be like the sassy drag queen with the microphone, but people take it as being bitches. Like, no, it's what we do. It's we're out here making a joke, trying to keep the show rolling. Right. Uh, but just be nice to people and don't be a cold bitch and take your place in the lineup and deal with it. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect place to end. Yeah. So, um, uh, let's promote shit. Um, uh, Jeremiah, anything going on that you want to plug? Give us your social media again. Uh, you can find me at uh, Side Eye Shade on pretty much anything unless it's Snapchat. That's the J Spoon, and that's reserved for dick pics. So feel free to send that there. These are lonely. These are This is a family program. program. I am lonely. Um, aside from that, I am doing um, editing on the side for folks who are doing putting up online content that they want to kind of take to the next level. Um, so you can just hit me up on it. He's Instagram. made several videos for me. They're lovely. One of them, one of them you can see on YouTube, my quarantine video diary. We have a new one coming out. That's a, I haven't watched that yet. The quarantine tango will be out uh, shortly. Cute. Yep, that's me. Um, Magnolia, plug all your shit. Um, well, hopefully I can see everybody. Like, I don't know when the bars are going to open. Like, are you still coming to Rehoboth? And uh, that's the plan. We're waiting to hear from our rental agency. I have a, an idea of something that I want to do if the um, bars are still not able to work and function. But um, for now, I do uh, Miss Margaret, my little bingo old lady character, is going to do her show on Thursday at 8 p.m. on Facebook this and is Instagram out. called this Free is, Advice. This is coming out on Saturday. Oh, well, then never mind. You can catch that <laughs> next week. Um, you the weekly, or is it just like sporadic? Uh, Free advice with Miss Margaret is like every other week, but okay. Sofa Serenade is every Saturday at 8 p.m. on Facebook and Instapage. And they can find you at what? At Magnolia Applebottom on Facebook. That's Applebottom is one word. And uh, yeah, on my Facebook page or at, on Instagram, it's uh, at Mrs. Magnolia, MRS Magnolia. Not married, but it's what it is. So. And what's your Venmo? <laughs> Oh, Venmo is at Magnolia Applebottom, no spaces. So yeah, send a bitch send, some money. Send a bitch a shekel. Yeah. And as always, you can find me uh, at It's Bev Bitch on Instagram. And uh, make sure you subscribe to Bevelations Podcast. We're putting out new episodes every week during the quarantine. Um, I have my weekly RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party on Friday nights. And when today's Tuesday, I'm doing my final um, moments with Moira. Uh, which was my Tuesday thing, but I kind of, Shit's Creek is over now. So I'm replacing it with um, 
weekly education, which we'll be watching a different uh, gay movie every week and then um, live streaming it and talking shit and hopefully exposing people to movies that they haven't seen before. So yeah. So thank, nice. you for, thank you both for being here. Yay. Yay. New platform. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was lovely. All right. Lovely to see you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.